Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Pale Rosser, and this week my guest is Eileen. Eileen has released nine books in her series, Unforgettable Faces and Stories. Eileen grew up in a small town of Fort Edward in upstate New York. She left there in 1978 and now lives in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, with her husband, Dan, and a cat, Otis. She enjoys gardening and visiting new places and familiar places and meeting new friends. Dan and Eileen are members of the Peace Greeters in Portsmouth. Eileen's mission is to help Christy Gardner, an Army veteran, a double amputee who trains service dogs to help other veterans and train dogs to work in the classrooms with kids. Christy's nonprofit is Mission Working Dogs. The book will talk about anti-bullying, disabilities, and never giving up no matter what your situation is. Everybody, please welcome Eileen. Hello. I am so excited and honored to be here, Paula. Just very, very excited. Well, thank you. Okay, so tell us about your journey. So you are writing a book for Christy? Well, actually, I released I released it last May when COVID hit, but to kind of backtrack a little bit, I had written eight books prior. Um, I started my book series in after my dad passed away in 2011 from lung cancer. Kind, I did it as a way to heal, yeah. and. I, I actually wrote my first book was Dedication Dads to Daughters, where I had other women that had written stories about their dads that had served in the military. And it just took off on its own. And I felt that since I got so much feedback from people writing in the book, I would lean, it was so good putting all my information together and gathering all my thoughts. And this was back in 2013. So I said to my husband, I think I have an idea here and I want to start a book series. And he's like, hey, yeah, go for it, which I did. So each of my books has a, has a common thread and I have people that contribute stories to the books. On my fourth book, it was Pet Tales. I had a lead, if you will, from Christy Gardner, who was highlighted in one of the newspapers up in Maine. And my husband is from the same city that she is from, Lewiston, Maine. And again, she's an Army veteran, double amputee. And she wrote a story in the book about her service dog. And Christy also plays sled hockey. And what it is, it's for people with disabilities to, they actually get in a little bucket, if you will, and they play sled hockey and they travel all over the world. And then Christy formed her own team in Maine. And my husband and I had stayed in touch with her and we used to go and watch her compete in Maine, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire because they're all so close together. My eighth book was Patriots of Courage Tributes to First Responders. Met so many awesome people doing that book, you know, uh, patriots, veterans, law enforcement, firefighters, you know, it went on and on. And I really got a bond with that. And my father was a Marine and he fought in Iwo Jima and his boots hit the ground back when he was 17 years young. And I never had an opportunity to thank my father for his service to our country, which I'm embarrassed about. I, I wanted to pay a tribute to him, but I really didn't know what it was. So I was looking for something but I didn't know what I was looking for. I knew I was on a road in a path. My husband, when I uh, released my eighth book, my husband found out he had prostate cancer. We really didn't know where that was going. So I decided to take a little bit of time off while we were working along with that because he had actually launched a cocktail drink 
about a year before his diagnosis with uh, prostate cancer. So I was helping him doing some marketing and things and really was trying to sit back and find my way. So I was going through my Facebook feed one one night. I came across Steve Hartman on CBS does a segment called On the Road Again, and he interviewed Christy Gardner. It was about a three minute video and Christy was starting to train dogs to help other veterans because she knew what a difference it made for her because she, you know, contemplated suicide when after she was injured in the army and her dog really saved her life. And she will tell you that. So she was at the breeder and the breeder had a little puppy that the front, his front paw was deformed. They didn't know what they were going to do with the puppy because obviously the breeder couldn't do anything. There was going to be a large medical expenses with that. So obviously they were contemplating putting the puppy down. And Christy said, no, I want, I want that puppy. You know, that puppy is like me. I, I had a deformity and I want to do something awesome with this puppy. So she did. She took the puppy under her wing, if you will. And she uh, trained Lucky to be a therapy dog for a central school in Leeds, Maine. So I saw that video and I cried and I cried and I cried. And I said to um, my husband, I said, I think I want to write a children's book to tell Christy's story about what she did. It has to do with veterans. It has a message. It has to do with first responders. And plus it helps kids. The book is phenomenal. And I tell people it's for people between kids between the ages of two and 92. Because in the world, unfortunately, we live in, Bullying is so awful amongst kids and even adults. You know, disabilities are sometimes seen. You can see them visually and sometimes you can't see them because they're inside. Mm -hmm. So the book talks about that. The book talks about being different is okay. And that we all are different in this world, but we all have something to give, give to others. My last message was never give up on a dream. You know, Lucky's dream was to be a service dog like Moxie when Christy and Moxie took Lucky into their home to, to train. that He just looked up to Moxie and, and that's what his character is. And the book has been a, a huge success. I'm very excited. But of course, you know, COVID hit last year when my book was coming out. And we also got news that my husband had lymphoma at the same time. So, you know, here we had COVID. I started working from home. My book was supposed to come out in March. It ended up not coming to May. You know, I'd be dropping my husband off at the hospital for chemo, like a puppy on the side of the street, you know, while he went. It was just a whole different experience for all of us. And we all have our stories to tell on that. But going through everything, everything just came out the way it was supposed to. And I think that my husband's doing fine. He's got a clean bill of health in regards to his cancer. He just has to go through some immu, um, immunotherapy for the next year and a half. We can deal with that. And with my book, you know, we're starting to do more book signings. We're doing more events. Christy is actually having a home built for her by an organization called the Soldier's Journey Home. It's a sister organization to Tunnel to Towers. And she's also building a training facility right next door to her home. And she's got the layout and the whole uh, situation for that. But I'm excited because I want, I want to be a part of that and I want to help. I, I think 
in our life. I don't know how you feel about that. But, you know, when we start out in our career and what we're doing, we always think, oh, well, I want to get this, this and this. I want to get this, this and that. But I think I'm at the point where I don't want to get things. I want to give things. I want to make a purpose for my life. I want to make a difference for other people's lives. And I really feel like I found my niche in my path Mm -hmm. through all the adversity. And I hate to say negativity because we all get thrown, you know, you have yourself in your own personal life. We're all thrown, uh, you know, obstacles and curveballs. And that's just life. That's what life is all about. There's so much to talk about, Eileen. You have been through such a journey, but I love that you turned your pain from your father's death into, okay, how can I help others? And so you created this book series, obviously not knowing where it was going to take you. And then you meet Christy Gardner, who like inspired you with her dog named Lucky. And then you wrote a children's book. Picked it up on the internet and it's so cute and it's it really does. I love that you made it a children's book. And yes, more children need to talk about anti-bullying and kids with disabilities and never giving up on their situation. I mean, I could totally understand why Christy would ever think of suicide. I mean, you can go from having both of your legs to having no legs and you were doing it for a cause. There's so many things that veterans of our nation aren't getting, you know, like mental health. And so having dogs is like an amazing little thing to do for them because, I mean, it sounds little, just get a dog, but the unconditional love that a dog can give them, gives them purpose to get up and have to walk them and feed them. And it gives them a purpose and it takes away a lot of that probably despair and anger and bitterness and hatred for what happened to them, you know? Absolutely. And you can say that and, you know, looking at a service dog, you know, you, you say all those things. And now I'm at the point where I'm meeting these people, I'm getting involved. I've seen, you know, Christy taken, you know, little puppies at between six to eight weeks, and I've seen them grow to a year. Just all the inside feelings and the camaraderie and the story. She had her first graduation of of her class a few months ago and we went. And the difference is that, like you said, a dog makes in a person's life is just incredible. It is life and death sometimes. And she, she had said something one time that struck me. She said, yes, it forces people to get outside because they have to take the dog for walks and they have to get, you know, food and whatever. But she said, when they come upon a person in a, or a stranger and they start talking, she says, people don't look at me in, anymore. They look at the dog. They say, oh, how cute is he? What's his name? Whatever. So they don't feel like the person is staring at them. Oh, what happened to your life? Or, oh, what happened I mean, I'm sure like somebody who's gone through something like that and, or has a disability or is visibly, there's something, you know, like what people would call, you know, or normal or not normal or whatever. You know, it's that like white elephant in the room. It's like, okay, I know you're staring at me. I know you're looking at the fact that I don't have legs or you're looking at the fact that I'm in a wheelchair, like what, you know, and and people's curiosity, they want to ask questions. So the fact that there's a dog there to kind of be like the barrier is probably so much like it's healthy for them because I'm sure they're tired of telling the same story about their legs, right? Or their arms or their disability. 
Absolutely. You know, it was funny. I did a virtual reading for a kindergarten class in Maryland. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm going through and, and I'm showing them the pictures and you can see the cover, you know, you see her, her legs on the front. And then when we, when we got done with the story, uh, story, one of the students asked, do you have robot legs too? <laughs> it was the questions that they come up with are just yeah. incredible. So you, you have no idea what they're thinking when they see that type of a situation. And when we do book signing events and things like that, of course, you know, we have Christy brings all the puppies that she has. She probably has like eight puppies and three dogs so the kids can interact and pick them up and, and things like that. And just the questions and to watch their faces and their expressions. And then the one dog that is a therapy, Lucky, Lucky actually had to have his leg amputated from the shoulder because they couldn't repair it. And they thought that that was the best thing to do for him. But to see him at school and the kids come in and, you know, they could have had a bad day. Their their parents could have been a, in a fight or, you know, they got in an argument with their mother while they were getting ready for school. And they just go in and they just, you know, give Lucky a big hug. And, you know, it, it puts a smile on their face. Because um, there's something about dogs and pets where they're not judging you. Exactly. You know, the dog isn't judging you. The dog just loves you unconditionally. You leave, you don't get home on time. It's not mad at you. It's just happy that you're back. You know, you didn't feed it on time. It doesn't matter when you feed it next. It's super happy to, that you fed it. You know, you pet him for a little bit. He's super happy that you pet him. Like <laughs> it's just like a different type of love. It's an unconditional love that dogs give you. And I just love that, you know, Christy has created, you know, a way for her to not only train the dogs, but to create a community where other veterans can come and help, you know, with the nonprofit. So um, I just, I love it. This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. Tell me a little bit more, though, because I'm, I'm a little interested in your Unforgettable Faces and Stories series. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, how did you get your guests? How did you get them to tell you their stories? You know, when I first started, when I wanted to do the book about my dad and, and veterans, because, it, again, I was healing. My book series that I did was kind of healing for Eileen and telling Eileen's story at the same time, now looking back. So what I did is I reached out to women that I went to school with because most of our dads fought in World War II. And, you know, I would, you know, message them, call them, you know, email them and say, hey, I'm doing this book. Um, would you like to write a story about your father, about your dad and, or your uncle? Or, and they were like, oh, my God, I would love to do that. It made them feel good. It made them feel like they were doing a tribute and an honor to their father or relative. But then my next book was Keepsakes, Treasures from the Heart, Mm -hmm. because my uncle had died six months after my father and I inherited my grandmother's chandelier. It's, It's an old tulip turquoise chandelier from the 20s. It's absolutely beautiful. But every time I look at that, I think of all of our dinners that we used to have around the holidays. And I can picture each one of my family members. It's like you all all sat in the same seat, you know, every year everyone sat in the same seat. And I can visualize that. 
so I said to, you know, I said to my husband, I said, if I feel like that, other people have to have keepsakes that they have that have a story behind it. So I reached out to people I was connected and friends with Facebook. I started getting referrals and that's how it grew referrals and then, you know, with Facebook and then LinkedIn, I'm a huge LinkedIn person. I started uh, reaching out to them and, you know, moving forward, I did my pet tales books. I did one on letters to heaven where I asked people that um, had very close people that had passed away, you know, what would you say in a letter to that person if you could write one? And they did. And that was a healing all in itself. And it it was pretty interesting what people wrote. I even had an eight-year-old little girl that wrote a letter to her, to God about her grandfather. And she was just so cute. She said, you know, I I hope you're taking care of my grandpa. I know he snores a lot, but he's a nice man. And, you know, (laughs) things that come out of kids' mouths. But it was a real healing thing for a lot of people. So again, you know, I was going through this healing session, this healing session. And then my book after that was, you know, the minute my life changed forever. And we all have that that happens to us at some point in our life. You know, something happens and it, it does change your life forever. And people were really getting into writing stories like that because, you know, they couldn't write a book themselves. They didn't, they didn't want to start a blog, but they still had a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And my book series, you know, gave them an opportunity. And it's funny because when I, my first book was coming out and I started, I, you know, I told Danny, I said, I really think I have something here and I want to start a book series. And my first four books, I used a self-publisher and then I did the next four myself, but, you know, and I wanted to do a website. He's like, you, you have to think of something really quick for a name. And so I wanted to get like a vanilla title so that I could, you know, use a lot of different topics. So unforgettable faces and stories. And it is long, but really, when you think about it, our life is full of unforgettable faces and stories and just fit. It just fit. I love the idea, honestly, because there are so many people out there with so many stories. As you know, with my podcast, I've just had so I've met so many incredible people. And what I love about this whole series is that you started to see that, you know, we are all interconnected and the same with our feelings and our thoughts and our emotions. And we are really all one huge human race that, you know, we all, you know, regardless of whether or not people think, oh, that happened and that happened and it it only happened to me. No, there's a lot of people on this earth that with the same stories, the same feelings, with the same questions, with the same, you know, suffering and overcoming story. I love it. I I love it. So you said you self-published the first four? I did. And that was an experience in itself. That's really when self-publishing just started to come out. So, I mean, I had no idea what to do when I wrote my first book. I was like, Great. And of course, the other thing that I did, I put myself out, especially to my friends. And I said, I have to do this. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. And you know what I did? I truly think that if we find a way. So I put myself out, I made a commitment and I, um, I used a self publisher locally to me and everybody wants to publish a book at some point in their life. Most people 
do one when they want to do one. And I remember going, when I first met him, he gave me a menu. Okay. If you want to write a book, this is what I need. Again, he gave me a menu. Come see me after the first of the year. Cause it was right in November, right before the holidays. So, you know, January 2nd comes around and I go see him and I said, Hey, Justin, I'm ready to do the book. And he just looked at me and I looked at him and I said, Oh my God, you didn't think I was going to do this. Did, did you? And he said, no, most people don't. And I said, well, Justin, I'm not most people. So this is, this is what I want to do. And that kind of started my journey. And then as I started doing my books, I, I learned, you know, obviously your first book, you say, oh my God, you know, I, I should have done this and this, but you know what? It was a learning curve for me. And I, and I took one step at a time and I said, you know what? I'm thinking I want to do this myself because I wanted more control. I hate to say it, but I wanted to make decisions. I wanted things done quicker. I wanted things done when Eileen wanted them done. (laughs) So, you know, it, it just started to evolve that way. And plus, I think he knew that I was growing out of him and that I could figure it out on myself. And I had hired a woman to do my marketing on my website for me. And I said, hey, Kirsten, do you know anything about about Amazon and, you know, doing books on Amazon. And she said, no, but I'll learn. And I said, all right, we're going to do our own book. So, you know, but I'll learn. (laughs) Absolutely. So we used CreateSpace, which a lot of people started to do books from that. And that was evolving into its own identity at the same time. And it's really funny, you know, so we started doing CreateSpace. I did my, you know, my eighth book because they're soft covers. And then I called up Christy. And I said, hey, Christy, it's Eileen. I'd like to do a children's book about you, Moxie, and Lucky. And she said, sure, hung up. And I said, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> because I had the book published because it was going to be hardcover. It's going to be a children's book. Oh my God, I've never written a children's book in my life. What do I do? So you know what? I Googled things. I learned things. But it's almost like everything fell into place with this book. And talking about putting your, your your name out, I hung up that phone and I said, you know what, Eileen, you've got to learn. So, you know, you you stay up till one, two in the morning, you, you know, you get up at five, you get whatever it does, you just get it done. And I was looking for an illustrator. I'll tell you this story real quick. Of course, I never had an illustrator before because people would submit pictures to me that we would put in the book of their person or, you know, their pet or whatever we were doing. So I joined an illustrator group on Facebook. I interviewed six different women and I just wasn't getting the connection and the feeling. And I really wanted that. So I was going through my Facebook feed. I saw this woman's name, Susan Spellman, and the author had just released the book and Susan Spellman was the illustrator. Oh my God, I like that, that picture. That's really good. So I, I messaged her on Facebook and she lives in Newburyport, Massachusetts, which is like 20 minutes from where I live in Portsmouth. And she said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be in Portsmouth tomorrow. We're having a book signing at a uh, shop downtown. Why don't you come see me? And I saw her interact with the kids. I saw her do drawings. And I said to Danny, I don't care how much she is. I want her. And I had to wait three to four months out for her because she was wrapping up another project. I mean, you saw uh, Lucky's cover and the illustrations are just phenomenal. And I I do have Lucky 2 written and she is going to be doing the illustrations in that book as well. Oh my gosh. What an incredible journey. Seriously, Eileen. I I love how you were like, I'm going to declare what I want to do. I'm going to figure it out. 
I love that your assistant too was like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. What I, what people need to, who is ever listening to this, what you need to understand is that you have the power to create whatever you want right now, whatever you want. And I like that, you know, she realized that she didn't need her publisher anymore, that she wanted control and that she really didn't need someone to okay things. And that's the beauty of the internet right now is that we don't need a publisher to publish our book. We don't need a radio station to say, oh, you're good enough to have your own show, start your own podcast. You know what I mean? Like you don't need someone to give you permission to start your dreams at all. Just go for it. Just go for it. Right. What would you say is your nugget of wisdom as we wrap up this episode? I would say go after your dream because if not now, then when? And I think that's really important because, you know, you hear things, oh, well, I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to do that when I have more time or when I do this. It's like, you know what? You do it now. Because you never know. You never know when you're going to have the time or if your time is going to be up before now happens, right? Absolutely. So how can my audience find you and how can they get the book lucky? I'm all over social media. You can go onto my website, Unforgettable Faces and Stories. The book is also available on Amazon. I have a Facebook page, Unforgettable Faces and Stories. I'm on Twitter, Faces and Stories, but all my information is out there. You can go to my website to purchase my book. And I also started a line of Lucky Says t-shirts. So that's okay to be different. And it has a picture of Moxie and Lucky on the front. And they're doing fabulous. And I have another one that says, Lucky Says It's Not Okay to to Bully. We have some uh, hoodies and some sweatshirts and some other apparel that we're looking at. Proceeds go to uh, Christy's organization that she has, Mission Working Dogs, to help train the puppies for veterans and for first responders as well. And I'm working with a nonprofit organization currently, and we're looking into doing a national virtual uh, reading of the book and Christy's mission. And they love the lucky t-shirts. I am just so excited for everything that's happening. It's incredible. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, the Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram at Fearless Female Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.